Snow. Hey, MJ. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh my god. Uh, I guess I'm okay. We're making pizza. How can you uh, just be okay? I think I'm getting old. I think so. I'm, I'm getting, I'm like losing my memory. Like, like I forget. Like we're making pizza. The whole point of this podcast was was to try recipes with pizza Bootsy's Delta Funk. With Pete's new sauce. Yeah. The Pineapple right. Express. Pineapple Apple Express. And I'm on my way here, and I realize I didn't bring the sauce with me. I had to turn around and go back. The most important ingredient. It was. And so we got Bridget. Howdy. How you doing? It's been a while since we've been on. It's been a minute. We've missed you. Oh, missed you guys. Yeah, we meant (laughs) to have you on before. But we thought with, because you've already tried Pete's uh, Pineapple Express. Mm -hmm. It's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. So what what did you make it with? I did chicken wings. I went kind of simple on it, but. Did you you want them in like an air fryer? I did them in the air fryer, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. They turn out crispy. Uh huh. Now, now, did you uh, do you dip them in the sauce, then air fry them, or I, do you? I do dip them naked, them? and then I dip them. Okay. I'm a naked wing person. Uh, okay. Okay. I I, I, I like use a lot of his dry rubs on mm-hmm. it, and we also have another hot one. sauce. <laughs> hot sauce. Hello. <laughs> hot wait, sauce. Wait. Have you had the new sauce? Did you have some of the chicken wings? He took a taste of it out of the bottle. You don't like chicken wings? <laughs> yeah, they're well, fine. He wasn't there for that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, I see it. You know, I had I had the bottles for like 10 days, and I had to restrain myself because I told Snow I'd wait for her before I tried it. But no, I lied. I opened up yeah. the bottle, and I like did a little finger test, taste test on it. Uh, are you afraid to? Can you give your real name here? Can I? You want to give your real name? We just want to go with hot sauce. Hot sauce is fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where we're going to end up. So. You're supposed to ask him that before the show. <laughs> hey, but we can talk about anything here. We're open. Yeah, how, how did, still. How did the hot sauce come about? That's me. He likes hot things, spicy things. Oh, well, you. Me too. Oh, well, you're like gonna, really spicy. All right, you're gonna like this. Yeah. I hope you like our pizzas. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not like a brutal disaster. <laughs> I was a little worried because I'm like, oh, I hope they like spices yeah. and stuff. Well, pizzas like sex, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I guess what? what how many more minutes do we have before the pizza's done? Mm, probably like two. Two Not more sure. minutes. Let me Two more check minutes to count down. Uh, what can we talk about? Yeah, like six seconds. In, no, six Five, seconds. Four, Five, three, four, two, three, two, one. All right. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break and uh, try some of this uh, pizza that we came up with these creations. Hopefully it's good. And I guess this episode is sponsored by Pootsie's Delta Funk Barbecue, where you can get the Pineapple Express. Well, you can actually put an order. They sold out with the first batch on it. You can put an order out, and you'll be prioritized when the new batch comes in. So we will take a break. We'll try the pizza, and then we'll get back to you, okay? All right. All right, and we're back. And stopped. Yeah, the pizza experiment pizza. is over with. All right, so we'll we've got. Our, you know, I don't know if I want to put. I don't want to put pressure on them with the judges. Um, they don't so, know whose pizza was whose. All right, Snow, you give your first one, and then I'll give you one of mine, and okay. then we'll go back and forth. My all-time favorite, then. No, just just go with. Just go with your recipe. I'll go give you oh, mine. Oh, my recipe? Then yours, then mine, and then we'll discuss what they thought. Okay. So my recipe, my I'll go with my first one, was um, a generic idea. I decided to make a spicy Hawaiian since it was the Pineapple Express. So I used Canadian bacon, some diced jalapenos, onions, and black olives. And cheese, of course. And they, yeah. Was, and of course, the Pineapple Express. And generic though, and I mean that was pineapples. That was pretty, it. pretty damn pineapple good. Pineapple tidbits. Um, my first one, I went with um, 
a chicken habanero, and I wanted to do mango, but being king, I couldn't find mangoes, so I went with some orange in it, and I added a little bit of pineapple with mozzarella. To make it tropical. Yeah. Oh, and I used the uh, Bootsy's all-purpose spice to <coughs> cook the chicken in. Oh, okay. Okay, and your second one was? My second one was a... I did not like that one <laughs> on my own. Like, I was trying to do a, like, a Chicago dog-style pizza, so I did, like, a, a like a sausage. A, I mean, because I didn't want to use a hot dog. I don't know about hot dogs on pizza. But, so I did, like, a some kind of chicken sausage and then grilled onions and bell peppers and some more jalapeno because you're supposed to use like a spicy pepper yeah. but i didn't have any celery salt i think that's what would have done it yeah i, I really really well, I, thought, that. I thought that one was good too <laughs> and uh on my second believe it or not i ripped off great american pizza and i went yes. with uh, <laughs> the pastrami Mama pizza, and, you mean? And pastrami and pickles on a pizza, which I never thought pickles would work on pizza, but it actually does. It's amazing. I should put pizza on my Chicago one because I'm going to tell you that one was my favorite, the one with the pickles on it. Yeah, that's the one I like. Yeah, best. that would have got good on on the Chicago one. Yeah, so, I know. I really so blew it. But so, Pete, um, yeah, your uh, Pineapple Express works great on pizza. You're welcome. But we should ask our guests. Okay, so what did you guys think? You're the judges. My favorite was the pastrami one. Was that pastrami and pickles? Or, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. the second was the spicy one. Oh, cool. All right. That's pretty even. That was what my favorite and runner-up was, too. And hot Yay. sauce? I liked the <clears throat> pineapple one the best. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit sweet. Just oh. a tiny bit, which I'm not against, but I'm not totally for. Um, and then it was kind of a tie between the pastrami and the uh, sausage. I think the sausage would have won if it was a spicier sausage, but I'm a spice lover. So that's probably why, but I think they they were very close. I, li I like a pizza with a lot of toppings. So that's the pastrami one was kind of meaty which okay. I, I love that the meat part yeah. and then the last one was chicken and i have nothing against chicken but on a pizza i'm just not that type of a pizza eater i think um because the pineapple mustard um only has a hint of pineapple but so i add some pineapple to it and i think i went too far in, in the in the pineapple it was a little bit too overwhelmingly in my opinion what were your favorites I I I liked uh, I liked your Chicago one. You did? Yeah. And, oh. and then uh, the pastrami one I thought turned out pretty good. Yeah. Pickle yeah. on pizza is amazing, yeah. folks. If you haven't tried it, I suggest you do it. Well, we got time to perfect this before we write the cookbook for Pete. Oh. Yeah, and I don't think I'm ever gonna make a pizza without pickles on it again. I'm just gonna work around the pickles. <laughs> like the pickle is the main ingredient. Now I'm thinking a deep fried pickle dipped in that sauce. Oh, oh yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. Maybe that could be an appetizer yes. to your lake of lamb thing that okay. you're doing. Okay. Yep, get on the get on the rub uh, the coffee rub there, Peter. You know me. Yeah. Maybe we should and, and invite me. Okay. Invite me to taste. Absolutely. Maybe we shouldn't put all these ideas out there because he, he could take all these ideas now and leave us out of it. Yeah. He could just steal one from us and hopefully he'll at least send us sauces hint, hint, and rubs. And hint, if, hint. if anybody does hear Pete doing a shenanigans, you can now email us at realityredemption at yahoo.com. I find stuff in email. So. Any questions, comments, opinions, uh, reach us there. Hate mail. Hate mail, yeah. <laughs> we accept all of it. Hey, Snow, why don't you give a plug for the beer that we're okay. having with us? We're having Mango Cart beer. It's Golden Road Brewery. 
I don't have my glasses on, so I can't yeah, see can't where slide. where they're from. <laughs> and I, I thought that that was good because I had to use orange in mine, and, and I was meant to use mango. They're Los Angeles, California. Is where this is made. Yeah, the other thing on that, I, I should done I should done less pineapple on that one and more habanero though. Note to self on the next yeah. one. Yeah, it this. wasn't bad though. No, just, no, all four were pretty mm -hmm. damn good. They were all pretty good. good. And I, I was actually kind of like going, oh, I don't know how this is going to go on pizza. You know, I was just like, mm, this could go either way. But no, it turned out actually pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We should have a pizza making party, mm -hmm. and everybody has to make pizzas. That would be there, fun. There we go. Yeah. I'm gonna come up with like a. Uh, Maybe like a barbecue pork pizza with his uh, hot oh, funk yeah. sauce. And pickles. Yep. yep. Oh my God, what if you did fried pickles on a pizza? I'm like, I'm, I'm in a pickle mood. You know, Snow, this, this town, this town needs a more liberal pizza place <laughs> to combat the one that's out We're opening Valley. our own pizza place to compete with Maga Pizza. <laughs> Oops. We will get absolutely no business. It's going to be called Socialist Pizza. We share everything. Oh, wait, no, that would be communist pizza. How do we make no, money? Now? Everybody has to. Mouse pizza. Huh? Mouse pizza. Mouse pizza. Oh. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll accept the EBT cards. You know, so for yeah, we do. We we will accept EBT. <laughs> Magic like, mushroom pizza. Yeah, so uh, that would be a good one. <laughs> so the big news this week was the missing girl from Florida. She was uh, she's twenty one, I believe, Gabby Petit, and her her and her fiance were traveling across country, um, hiking along the way, and I guess they'd gotten into some kind of altercation where the police were called, and later on the trip. He shows up back in Florida in her conversion van, and she's nowhere to be found. He killed her. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Well, well he, we don't know that for sure. I've seen, yeah, we don't know for sure. You, you've got to gather all the evidence. Look at the DNA evidence. All the, well, careful, dude. There could be, like, some fibers you don't even know about. I like, mean, I follow <laughs> forensic files. And the police wanted to question him. He disappeared, though, out to mm -hmm. the Florida. Didn't they find her body, like, Swamper. some internet? Yeah, they found her body. They, oh, they found, they because, found her. Because somebody set up, like, cameras as, at one of these national parks for whatever reason, and they were reviewing the film, and they found her. They saw her van, which they started searching the area, and they found her body. Where'd they yeah. find her body? In the... Russia, wherever, because it's Utah. Off the so he like pushed her off a cliff or something. Or? Um, I heard something today that they found um, bullet holes near her body. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'm sure they'll do all the. Yeah. Well, no, they did the analysis. autopsy, and it, it was it was a homicide. And but they, it, they, what was the death by gunshots or? Bridget, did you know? Did mm -hmm. you hear? No. Um, I've heard a couple of different things. Like there, he was. They were searching this one swampy area where it's really hard to get into, and they were sending a dive team down to the lake there to try to search for his body. But I also saw, like, 500 miles away, somebody had a deer camera, and they spotted somebody with a backpack that happened to look like him. So I guess we'll see. But, you know, who disappears right when the police want to question you? And... It's like, I have so many questions, like, for this guy. Did you plan this trip so you could take her out there and kill her? Or well, they, was it stuff see, that see happened the, along the way? See, the thing is, it looked like they were having fun along the way by what they were posting on social media. But that gets to the point. One of the points I wanted to make is sometimes on social media, you look all happy and stuff like that. And you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Like half of my high school friends. <laughs> I know. Is My it, girl, I know your real life. Isn't it funny, like, when uh, you hear about your friends getting divorced and be like, huh, didn't see that coming? They always looked happy on Facebook. <laughs> oh. 
Um, the second point that I love, I wanted to make on this is a lot of people were posting, uh, you know, on left-minded people were how the media was making a big deal about this particular case because she was a pretty 21-year-old. When this happens all the time um, in the Native American community, this happens a lot. It happens a lot. But you can't really blame the media because it, it starts to get attention and it starts to snowball and everybody starts posting their theories on, on social media and the media starts reporting it more. I don't think the media is really ignoring all the other stories. There was a comedian years ago who did, did this bit about, you know, there was some, the girl, blonde girl that got murdered by the looking guy down in the Caribbean or something like that. Oh, or the one that was the model. I just saw her forensics episode. The one that was, she used to be like a Raiders cheerleader and then she was, she went on the modeling shoot and the guy killed yeah. her on the shoot. Who, who was the comedian that did the bit I mean, though that it's always the pretty girls that get the attention? Sounds like Chris Rock or something. I, I think it was yeah. Chris Rock that did it. Um, I just don't understand like, why fight over that? Like, why make, like... What, what do you mean? Like, they're... Like, someone's dead, and so they're just like, this happens every day, and you're only focusing on this. Yeah, I, I mean... Okay, but somebody's still dead. I mean, my God. Could, like, could, could you imagine... Like, the news would be 24 hours of forensic stories. If, yeah, if they it would be case. even more depressing, because we'd know every fucking case yeah, where somebody be, got murdered. Every, like, I'm not saying that yet. If a case is, like, so unusual like this, like, this is kind of like an unusual case. Like, they go on a trip and everything seems okay by the social media things, and then it turns up someone's dead. When there's this whole string of social media postings, does that happen every day? You know, yeah, okay. there, was, there was all sorts of red flags too. Like um, her mom was getting weird text messages from her and stuff like that that looked like they were probably written by him. Looking back, right, um, and there was video of the police talking to her, or she, they had had a they, argument, and then they said, "Oh, just go sleep it off." Like, they didn't address the problem. They just kind of, like, shooed them away. Yeah, like... And that's yeah. important to call attention to that, because the yeah. police do act like that sometimes. Yep. I had an issue where I had a domestic violence situation, and my former roommate tried to tell the police, hey, um, this guy keeps calling my roommate and harassing her. Mm -hmm. He's over here <clears throat> on the phone, like, the pay phone at Circle K when they used to have one there. I don't think they still do, but he... And the cops were like, sounds to me like you're looking for a fight. We can't do anything until something happens. Like, that's... And my roommate at the time was just like, look, I just kind of wanted you to go say something to him. So maybe he would just leave and go home. And he wouldn't continue to harass. Like, kind of diffuse things. Yeah, well, I had a domestic dispute earlier this year where the guy got out the next day because of COVID protocols and I tried to get a restraining order and they wouldn't let me because they said it was an isolated incident. Yeah. I mean, they, it's, it's almost like they're mm. like, well, we don't want to deal with this. Well, what do you want to deal with? Like, what, sometimes I wonder like, what is it that, cause, because I lean more and more towards things where it's like, yeah, maybe I, you know, I, well, I already agree on a lot of situations where, yeah, it should be social workers called in versus the police to certain situations. Right. And, and that's what I think the term that once I came up with defund the police, it was the stupidest possible term. It's very bad phrasing. Right. It's like, um, maybe like reform or, you know, uh, like. Yeah reallocation of funds maybe well, I guess that would be defunding the police just so, get a better system yeah. I don't know adjust adjust please yeah. <laughs> well, I mean 
I mean, we, we, we've said that, and I don't think this is to take a partisan side by saying that. Well, no, we mental, know, mental health awareness. We all know that there are good cops, too. I mean, there's plenty of good cops. If you watch the forensic shows, there's plenty of good cops on there who do do good things. Oh, I had, so, an, yeah. I had, I had an incident, and that, that, I'll tread carefully, but I had a break-in at my work where some property got stolen and out of a customer's car, and... The cop was one of those cops, and I'm not bagging on cops, but I'm bagging on this type of cop. Comes in with an ego, big, puffed out the chest, you know, has a sarcastic comment for everything I was trying to say to him, and basically calls me a suspect in front of the customer. I'm like, why would I have called you? Well, you got into the vehicle and you got your fingerprints all over it. That's what I do. I get into vehicles. So, I don't know. Um, but speaking of mental health, uh, September is Suicide Awareness Month. If you find yourself in crisis, call 1-800-273-8255. I know um, things have been rough over the past couple of years, and there's a lot of depression going on. I find myself being bummed. I've been, like, really bummed over the last few weeks. And I'm like... Suicide awareness bummed, but then really down and stuff like that. So um, I think that is one cause that's really important to Snow and I and this podcast and trying to raise awareness for suicide. And, you know, everybody's got a purpose. Everybody wants you around, you know, and there's always help. It always gets better, even when it seems like crap. But, um, you know, and people will really miss you if you choose that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I've, I've you've been through it, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I've been through I've it. A, yeah, but I've you guys, you have both been been through it. Yeah, they they're just pain you leave behind. Um, yeah, there's you, a line from a No Effects song: "Suicide isn't painless when you leave everyone in pain." Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to the next subject, and then I'll turn it over and we'll talk about some other stuff um so we go from suicide awareness to i went to the life is beautiful festival in vegas over the weekend which is phenomenal um i just went saturday but it's a um, music food art festival and that that they pretty much shut down half of downtown vegas like the um near the highway on that okay. side where the container park is yeah for about 10 blocks on that side of town, they just shut down and just there's like four or five music stages, all sorts of art, really great. Um, Green Day headlined that oh, okay. night, which they were phenomenal, just absolutely amazing. They kicked ass and um, yeah, actually got front row somehow. Because I kind of stood off the stage right. If you're facing the audience, I was off to the right where the stacks of amps are, standing right in front of the big video screen, but you could see the stage. And I'm probably going like. Did they do it at the that one outside? No, no. Venue no, where we saw Social D. No, it, it's more towards the highway. It, it, it's right next to the highway, but they build this like a stage you would see in a stadium. Oh, like this okay. Huge, massive stage for okay. it. And it's closed in parking lots, and there was just um, food vendors from all over Vegas, food trucks. Food trucks. Craft beer. I love food trucks. <laughs> it was a great time. So life was beautiful for that night, for a few hours that night. Now, I'm going to get to customer service for a minute and tell, tell you the, the horror story. Reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I did was... Uh, Green Day was going to play till 1 a.m., so I didn't want to have to drive home after. Okay. But I was only going to be in a hotel for a few hours. So I book a Motel 6, which is in North Vegas, which is about a mile up the road. And you know when you go into North Vegas, you go up Las Vegas Boulevard, you go past the Neon Sign Museum? Mm-hmm. and But then you get to where those homeless, where all the homeless are, right in that area? Mm-hmm. Well, the Motel 6 is right in that area. Okay. Well, it's, it's a Studio 6, to be fair. Okay. This place, they did not leave the light on for you. Because I pull in. <laughs> All they, the lights are up. There's police in the parking lot. 
and I get the story afterwards that they were there to kick out some somebody that was there that damaged the room. But I made a reservation the day before, so I go up to the door, and the door, there's a sign, you know, no vacancy. Door's locked, can't get in. I'm just, like, standing out there, and I see employees walking out. I'm like, hey, excuse me, excuse me, just walk past me. Mm -hmm. Don't, like, I wasn't even standing there. So I go to call the front desk. They don't pick up. So what do I do? I call the customer service line. And he goes, all right, let me call the front desk. And I was told at the time that there was water damage in the hotel. That's why they didn't have any rooms. I'm like, okay, well, I had a reservation. It would have been nice if they called ahead, you know. I'm like, all right, do this for me. Book me into another Motel 6 in Vegas, okay? But I want to be locked into the same rate. Well, we can't do that. I'm like, why not? You're a Motel 6. Well, they're different owners for each property, and I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm, but I'm kind of like, yeah, but you are the franchisee. I think you could make a call and make this mm-hmm. happen. You're customer service. No, I can't. Can I speak to your supervisor? No, there's nobody available. Here's what I'll do. I'll get you booked into the room at this rate. You'll pay the rate at the hotel, and um, we will see what we can do. Call this number tomorrow, and then we'll try to refund you the difference. Okay, because I didn't want to drive home that night. Meanwhile, my poor kid has to use the restroom while all this is going on. And I'm sitting there for like 35 minutes in the parking lot trying to resolve all this. So there's a Smith's right next door. So while I'm on the phone with customer service, I drive over to the Smith's. And in Vegas, you're still supposed to mask up in in public and Mm -hmm. supermarkets. Yeah. This was on me. My bad. I didn't have my mask on because I was kind of a little furious at this point. Customer service. So I walk in. And he's like, hey, hey. I didn't think it can't be me. I'm like, call him, get the restrooms right over there. You can't be in here. I'm like, okay, my son just needs to use the restroom. Well, you can't be in here. I'm like, okay, can I go stand near the exit while he goes? No. I'm like, dang, are you kidding me? And and now I'm on the phone with customer service and I'm like, are you hearing this? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, this is on you. This is on you. This is because of your company that I'm having to deal with this shit. And now I'm fucking pretty livid. So then Colin comes out. I'm like, well, that was quick for Colin. We get back in the car, and he's still trying to, you know, make the reservation for me, which he does. So now I'm going to have to pay for parking. Now I specifically chose that location so I wouldn't have to pay to park also. Now Colin, hey, Colin goes, I hate to tell you this, but the restroom was closed. I'm like, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, Colin, okay. It's not your fault. So I pulled to the first casino. That I see, which was Circa, the new Circa. And, um. It's adults only. I didn't know that though. Oh. So I paid. So I was like, they're gonna. I paid $45. Paid $45 to park, okay? Mm-hmm. And that point, I didn't really care because I just wanted to get, you know, Colin's gonna go with I didn't know that. I did not know that at the time. So I go in and they're IDing people. I'm going, oh, that's weird. Why are they IDing people? Mm hmm. At the door. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, no, without him, I'm like, oh, he's, I'm like, we're just going to go in and use the restroom. No, you can't. It's 21 and over. And I'm like, okay, come on. I'm pleading with the girl. Look, he really needs to go. I'm like, do you have an employee's bathroom or something like that? No, no. I'm like, where can we go? I've already paid $45 to park. Oh, the casino two blocks over. Or Plaza. Like right across the street. Uh, oh, yeah, well, and we did. But at that point, it'd been over an hour, you know, and the poor Colin got tears in his eyes because yeah. he's been holding it for so long. <laughs> but I don't know, it was just a string of clusterfucks. So the concert gets over, we go to the hotel, check in, blah, blah, blah. I paid $50 extra. And the next day, I made a post on Facebook about it. And in the comments, Motel 6 goes, we're here for you. What can we do to help? I'm like, I yeah, this is what happened. I'm sure you'll hear about it. And they respond. He goes, well, we there's nothing we, we can really do on, on our end here. And I'm just going, okay, then why did you respond to me? And I took the time to type it out. They were like, private message us and explain the situation, like, which I did. God. 
right, so the next day I do what I was I was told and called and said, hey, this is the situation is well, yep, we see that, we see that. Well, there's nothing we can do because you've already paid for the room. <laughs> you could give me a free like, room next time. I mean, like, there's plenty you could do. There, yeah, there's plenty you could do. And if you're in customer service, if there's absolutely nothing that you can do, and I understand that these poor employees had to deal with the wrath of me on the phone with them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, look, this isn't you. Understand my frustration. I had to keep on saying it. Look, because I was really angry. I was like, look, I understand this isn't you but let me speak to a supervisor no there's nobody here it was just so frustrating and what i said was by that point i was like look i just want i just want the room for free well we, we can't do that and i'm like yeah yes you can so we can do something the only resolution i had was the owner of the first place what really happened was um motel six had just acquired the property that weekend and they didn't even have the signage up on the building yet. And the hotel wasn't prepared for that many guests. I'm like, it, that could have been told to me, not the bullshit water damage story. The owner of the hotel when I first did agreed to reimburse me the $50 extra that it cost for the hotel. But I'm still not done yet because of all the aggravation. Shit. You should have asked him, you should have said, so last night, instead of calling and trying to figure this out, I should have just posted on social media that Motel 6 should eat a bowl of dicks, and then you guys would have been on it? God. <laughs> like, what the hell? I, but I, I don't think that's, sorry for the long rant there, but I don't think that's fucking, like, customer service has just gone downhill so much lately. And why have customer service lines if the person that's on the line can't do anything for you anyways? The poor people got to sit there at minimum wage and just get yelled at by irate customers all day. Well, that's like a job that's typically like already been outsourced, right? So it's like most of the customer service phone lines that you call aren't even technically in the United States. They're all... Well, I, I'll, just, I'll just say this. I could understand everybody I was talking to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Without trying to say too much. Like, I was like, okay, this person has. And the first guy, the first day, he, he w was really sympathetic, especially when he heard me and dismissed and he berated for not wearing my mask, which I should have been wearing a mask. But I was too irate at uh, this other situation. should have known better in Nevada. But it, it's such a simple. Because not Arizona. I work customer service. I work customer service though, and the simple solution is: what can you do to make this right? All right, just make the, just give me the rate that I was booked into. They could have done that. You know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean. All right, so uh, Motel Six, um, you're on notice. Okay, you better make this right. And actually, all I wanted was a room voucher for another night. Like, yeah, they could have given you a free room. Yeah, like, that's what I already like, suggested. Like, 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 that like, was the yeah, remedy. Yeah, like, the next next time I'm in Vegas, give me another room. No. Or, well, they could be, like, any anytime you, anywhere you here is good for one free night. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. My other kid wants to go to Vegas to see, uh, see something. And I'm like, guy, right, just give me a free room that night. Uh -huh. Anyway. All right. Uh, hey, rant done. Sorry. <laughs> it's the power of having a microphone in front of you, though. You get to fucking rant. <laughs> right. All right, so hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he's just wrapping up the pizza. He had a bigger appetite than the rest of us. <laughs> I didn't know my pizza. What are you talking about, Willis? I finished that. <laughs> hey, so you came from California? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Ventura. Which is where, again, I'm, I'm, I'm East Coast. Between L.A. and Santa Barbara. Okay. So it's Southern. Okay. SoCal. Oh, and uh, you had, like, an interesting hot story. Can you walk us through I have that? a lot of interesting hot stories, but... All right. <laughs> 
Depends how far we want to go back. Ah, hey. What do we feel like talking about? <laughs> so, California um, legalized in 98. Wow. <clears throat> Medicinally. And um, I had a friend that was heavily involved with that thing in Ventura County. And um, I had been involved with marijuana and looked into what it was and stuff like that. And I, I was an advocate of it, but not frontline. I was undercover. But this person talked me into uh, becoming part of the group that made me also legal. So I was on the paperwork, which I didn't want to be because I wanted to stay undercover. But this person said, I'll just not put your name in, but give you the card. But on my paperwork, it doesn't say your name. It's just a blank spot. But you have the card that has your name on it, so you can flash it if you want. So I said, okay. Well, I'm down in Ventura City, and I had probably 35 plants outdoors. I made a little um, greenhouse and stuff like that. And uh, I had no neighbors in the backyard, as the, the train tracks. So I just had neighbors on each side. One neighbor knew, of course, it wasn't hard to see over these four and a half foot cheap fences. So he, they knew and he had children, but he's like, hey, as long as you're not like, you know, trying to pass it, I want some too. <laughs> um, and the other side, that neighbor, it, because it was kind of new, that, now, now we're talking 01, so it had been three years since the law had passed. And that neighbor was just kind of like uh, normal. And back then, of course, the marijuana thing was a little bit iffy. Um, well, a neighbor a couple doors down, it was a young, young person, wanted to make her parental unit happy called the cops so Vin Ventura police the police showed up my door knocked on my door it was nine o'clock in the evening and said yeah um we understand you're growing marijuana and I said yep why are you at my doorstep though and they're like well it's illegal and I said uh, well <laughs> been three years and if you think it's illegal I don't know what you're doing being a police officer because you don't know the own your own law and I guess they didn't because they arrested me and so I didn't know nothing until the next day which they let me out and I walked home and the neighbor that that was kind of in between was was like oh Mike I heard what happened and I'm sorry about that that shouldn't have happened so he was kind of on my side a little bit he goes but it was this person <laughs> He pointed towards the next door neighbor, and I'm like, okay. Well, it doesn't really matter. It happened, and um, they had taken all my outdoor plants. They had gone through my my room, take um, all my smoking utensils and stuff, bongs or whatever. But they didn't go in my garage. In my garage, I had my indoor smaller things happening because I was continuing to grow, and I wanted to just keep them growing. But we put the dogs in there, so they didn't want to go in the garage. They're the dogs. So they left all that alone. But anyway, um, they end up, I, I had to get a attorney and uh, basically, you know, make a ruckus about it. And a week later, they said, you can come get your stuff. We made, but there's no, we're sorry we made a stake about it. No. You can come get yourself, that's it. So I went there and a, a bunch of the advocates of the 420 showed up with me. They're like, oh yeah, let's go to the cop station and get your stuff back, which, you know, for them that it was more of a mainline, mainstream type of thing that they wanted to do. You know, they were into that advocacy, which I wasn't, so I, I felt in a bad spot for it. I had a um, wife, and at the time, I think I had, I think I had three kids at the time. But um, 
Then I had to go downstairs into that police station, and the uh, officers weren't exactly being friendly, but they weren't being jerks either. They were just kind of flat-faced about it. But, you know, they're kind of intimidating either way, you know. Big dudes or whatever sometimes, and they, they have a gun. So I went down in their little basement area or whatever, and, and um, sure enough, they, they gave me everything back. And, and uh, I had glass utensils and stuff like that. And that nothing was broken, which, you know, I, I'm like, that's cool. You know, some of kind of expensive, 100 bucks or so, or whatever. But then they gave me this big trash bag, and sure enough, that was all my plants that had been ripped out of the ground and then shoved into a bag and sat there for a week. And so I got outside and, and uh, Ventura County Star, the biggest paper in that area, was there. So I laid it all out and they took pictures and, you know, it, it, it was kind of cool on one hand because it was getting the word out more. Um, it wasn't cool because it was mine and it was ruined and I had spent hours. I mean, that stuff, I don't know if, you, if you've ever tried to grow, it's not real easy. I mean, you have to spend a lot of time which I had done, and it was really great stuff. Unfortunately, it was gone. So I, I was kind of, you know, not not very happy about how that went down. Um, they did not give me a ticket. I'm trying to remember exactly. I don't think they ticketed me at all. I think I think they did ticket me possession or something like that, but it was thrown out really quickly or something like that. And uh, the reason why I'm, I'm having a little hard time remembering, 01 was when that was, so that was 20 years ago. 03, I had moved up to Thousand Oaks, so same county, Ventura County. Growing again in my backyard and in, indoors. And I, I noticed a, a helicopter flying around, you know, every few days or so. And I can't exactly tell if it was a a police or sheriff or anything. I couldn't really tell, but I had a feeling it might be. It's like and, that scene from Goodfellas when the, like, he's all paranoid that the helicopter was following him around. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's just, you know, what uh, the people I knew, you know, some, some people were full on into that scene of I am a human and I'm doing things that are on the law side. So, and they're out in the open about it. I mean, and these, I, and here I am kind of trying to hide it, but they were picking on me for some reason. They, they had a thing about it. But this time, uh, a sheriff, a marked car came up to my house and I, I, I could see him driving by and stuff like that every once in a while, but I, I don't really care. I mean, I was, I had stuff. I had a four child this time. Uh, uh, actually, um, the wife was seven months pregnant with a fourth. That's what it was. And um, so, you know, police officer comes to the door and goes, hey, is that your car over there or whatever? I go, no, I don't know what that is. He goes, okay, and left. Half hour later, my, my door is being knocked on. I look at the people and there's like 25 people dressed in full riot gear with like rifles. Like <clears throat> Total SWAT team. I'm like, are you kidding me? But it wasn't the actual SWAT. It was the, their SWAT equivalent okay. of the Ventura County. And I, I'm, I'm looking at the people going, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? You know, my wife homeschooled all my kids, and she's she's teaching them homeschooling, you know, during the day. I'm like, what? Open the door. I go, let me see the warrant. He didn't care what I said. Just walked straight in. They all coming in. I'm sitting on the couch. They're going through all my stuff. I mean, they spent a couple hours and it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible ransack, but they definitely went through my crap. I couldn't believe how much time they spent doing that. And I'm telling them, you know, there's a couple of plainclothes guys too, and they were the, the bosses or whatever, but you know, and they're, they're asking questions and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm like, what are you guys doing here? You guys busted me two years ago down in Ventura with the police. And now you're the sheriff doing the same thing. 
And it's been five years since this law has passed. And you guys still don't get it right. I don't get it. Well, you're only supposed to have uh, Ventura County in uh, this many amount. We think about this many plants. Where I'm like, California says 99. And you haven't said anything until you say something. I'm not breaking nothing. So they, <laughs> this is so weird how it works. They go, I tell you what, why don't you pick out 10 of your favorite plants and we're going to take the rest. I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah, we just think you have too many. And I'm like, whatever. So I go, I want those 10. They yank the rest. They take all my, all my cash, which I told them I don't bank. I didn't bank then. And I, I'm not into that type of thing. Anyways, but, you know, I'm not super against it, but a little bit. This sounds like Breaking Bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. It sounds like, it sounds like um, that show, The Shield, and that's based off of a, a cop that was in the L.A. area. I'm like, I wonder if it's the same cop. Yeah. The main character, that Vic Mackey guy, Dude, the story is based off of a guy who used to do that. He used to do these drug busts, and they'd keep the money and a lot of the drugs. Do you get a receipt for the cash or anything like that? Oh, hell no. This was this one was in the LA Times? Um, this, it was like all over. Yes, yeah. this one was the LA Times. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they go, okay, uh, pick out 10. And they, they left my indoor stuff. And it, it was quite a nice room. I had three lights rotating. And, all, and it was great. They left it. They just wanted the, the bigger plants. And they, they, they were only like four feet tall, maybe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was probably, I think it was like August. So they were starting to become something. And again, I had spent months on these things. I mean, or longer, obviously, probably, you know, growing. But so so then they leave. You know, it's like two hours or something. They leave. And, you know, there, there was like 20 cops all together there with... Like I said, you know, shields, everything. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, my, my, my wife's, you know, seven months pregnant and you come in with, with shields and rifles and riot gear. And I'm like, I, what, you, you think I'm going to do something? <laughs> like throw, throw pot at you or something? I mean, is that dangerous to you or what? But so that everyone left, you know, and the, a couple of the, the big shots stuck around. I told them, look, you guys are, and a couple of them actually agreed. They said, we wouldn't, you know, this is our job. It's not our decision, though. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I kind of felt like, you know, a couple of them were a little bit just on my side a little bit and, and kind of understanding because they saw that they had spent all this money, you know, the copter, all these people and all this time is spent. And, and for what? Yeah. You know, the, the money, the tax money spent was through the roof mm-hmm. and then they they walk without doing a thing a month later they send me a letter that says oh we think maybe you might be selling pot which is illegal i'm like so i had to go to court and um i pled with them because my lawyer's like look they're they're they just they're gonna push and you never know because if you have a you know, a, a panel of 12 people, it's up to them kind of. And you don't know if you get the, the wrong 12, they'll just go, oh, just bust them. Right. So um, I, I pled guilty to possession of over an ounce. And it was a felony for one year as long as I didn't get in trouble again, which I didn't. But I left California at that. Yeah, like, um, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. But I, I watched this documentary on, I forget which one it was, but it was on... It might have been the drug war one. And um, they they were showing police going into the um, medical marijuana stores. Mm-hmm. And they would just close them down. And the guy behind the counter is like, they come in here once a month and do this. And then we'll be back up and open in a couple of days. But they do this all the time. They know that it's legal in the state. They come in here and they close it down on purpose. And then they have to go back and restart it up. Yeah. And they were talking about how how much bullshit it was that they keep doing this. Yeah. And I think at the point that they had showed, at the time that they had 
made that documentary, it had been like you said, like pot had already been legal for like five years in the state for medical marijuana. And that's what this pot shop was doing because they didn't, I mean, because I don't think the everyone's use in California didn't pass until like a few years ago, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. And so yeah. that's, that's what led you to come here? Um, I, uh, not exactly to Arizona, but out of California, I, I ended up going to Oregon and, and uh, Alaska and stuff like that. But, um, wait, uh, friendly like states, <laughs> Both <laughs> they were, they were part of the four that were on board since the beginning of like legal. It was, it was like Colorado, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska, right? Right in the beginning. Yeah, I think at least Arizona just got their shit together yeah. this year. Yeah, Arizona um, finally climbed on board. I mean, it should just be federally legal. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it should be actually like worldwide legal, as far as I'm concerned. Like it should be this whole like planet Earth legal. Well, there's there's some movement in Washington to make it legal federally, but then there's a, another whole bunch of problems related to that with taxation, where right. there'll be even more taxation, and they're already running. The you know the, the growers and dispensaries are already barely making it because yeah. of all the the, the banking the yeah. banking on it is yeah, yeah the, that, well that's I yeah. think that's why they want it to be federally legal so that the banking part but and I'm the more, tax deductions too they can it, take the yeah like I'm more for the federal legalization because we need to get people out of prison that are in prison mm -hmm. for selling pot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, as a taxpayer, do not want my tax dollars going to people who could be productive folks who should not be locked up. Yeah, Nonviolent offenders should be And I've always, I've always said that pot's a lot more harmless than alcohol. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. I know. You've never had somebody die from doing too much pot, from drinking too much? Oh, yeah. 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 Nicholas Cage and <laughs> I just I I never because I I never really knew anybody that grew in California when I was there and then I heard his story and I'm like but it was legal you know just how they picked on him you know I had no idea so it's it was, it was I'm telling you he might have been a victim of that guy that the Maybe. show's based yeah. off of it sounds like that, that. it also sounds like kind of like that that movie Training Day. You know, where you had uh, Denzel's crew and you had like the, oh, the, yeah. the rookie Ethan Hawke's character came in, like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, corrupt uh, cops. Shit. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, wait, I think we're going to have to wrap this up, though, because some of us have to go to work, <laughs> which must be horrible. We're recording this like at 8 30 oh. at night. Yeah. I know. Poor Bridget. <laughs> but Mike, um, hot sauce. That was that was good for some great stories, and uh, hopefully we can have you on again. He's need, got a bunch need, of them. No, and see, <laughs> you solve the problems of the world over you have a nice craft beer, some food, some pot talk, yeah. and everything's good. Yeah. You know, life stay, is beautiful. Stay away from social media. Stay away from Motel Sixes, <laughs> and yeah, life's beautiful. So on that note, we'll wrap this up, and uh, we will talk to you in the very Next near week. future. Yeah. Or maybe even before. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.